There's some some sicko 808s, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> no he, he was just like, hey, that, that that was pretty good, buddy. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> like, you know, like I was like, cool. Like, I'll take that. Hello and welcome everyone to episode four of The Pen and the Drum. I'm Johan Sebastian. Hey, I'm Sanders. Yo, I'm the fifth element. Yeah, we are joined today by a very, very special guest, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bobby Bonner, MPC. What's up, man? Doing good, doing good. The banner. It's banner. Dr. Bobby Banner. He's a oh, doctor, I'm sorry, dog. man. Don't ruin the doctorates. He no, I'm going to provide fake. <laughs> It's okay, Jay. Back. I mean, you're from the islands. You got the Jamaican going. The Bonner, I am okay. somewhere. It's Banner. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like David Banner or Bruce All right. Banner. Dr. Bobby Banner, NPC. Dude, yeah. thanks for jumping on and uh, doing this with us. Incredibly short notice. Yeah. To, uh, give him some I was credit. sitting around. Yeah. yeah. Like five minutes. So I'm uh, very excited about today's show because we are going to be talking about. Um, booking shows and uh, not podcast shows but booking live shows and uh you know for as long as i've been involved with the thread we've had a lot of questions from beginners like hey how do i book my first show how do i you know even if you played one show and it's just kind of happened how do i uh how do i get more shows how do i make it a more regular thing i mean a lot of people ask questions like how do I build my fan base how do i get my flow better and i think a lot of that you know it all comes from booking shows and just mm-hmm. doing it consistently mm-hmm. so yeah I think it's a good thing to talk about and we were talking about it before the show and uh fifth was like yeah we got to get bobby banner on here he um he book shows himself and uh so we hopped on the irc and here he is so uh i, I kind of live on that channel yeah man yeah boy the so, irc uh, lifestyle <laughs> we got sanders on there apparently yeah uh, I, f- I finally dropped by it was a blast. Yeah. It's weird. Make regular appearances. Anyways, enough about us. Let's get this shit popping. Let's get people performing. Let's get them making money. Because that's where the real money is anyways. Yeah, so I just wanted... I mean, I guess I first wanted to talk about, like, why do shows? And, uh, you know, we touched on this a little bit just, like, going in. But, I mean, we get the question all the time, like, how do I build my fan base? Um, how do I get my name out there? How do I get my music out there? And, you know, like... You know, it's 2015, the internet, you know, is real, and, like, you can sit in your bedroom and just make music all the time, but, like, it is going to take your music and your quote-unquote career to the next level if you can start playing shows. I mean, that's really where it is, where it's at. I mean, there are are some exceptions, but, like... To me, like, I have so much more respect for a dude who's touring and who I see and puts on an amazing show over someone yeah. who just That's the perspective, music. though. It's like, what, 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 is, what do you want as an artist? Do you want to play shows? Or are you looking just to, you know, make songs in your bedroom or in the studio, wherever at level? But, you know, what are you trying to do? Because when you put a show on, you're also telling yourself that you're about to be a performer. And that's mm-hmm. a whole different beast than just having good beats or good bars. Mm-hmm. Like, can you it's perform true. these bars? Are you entertaining? Do you look confident? Like, is you know, is it fun? Like, does it look like you're having fun? I, you know, there's a lot that goes on to this that a lot of people don't think about or forget. But I mean, that's what years of experience starts to you know show. 
or yeah. you know uh, or practice i mean same shit uh but yeah, yeah. it's it's what what do you want to do with it what are you trying so, to do i mean i just want to start out by saying that i mean we actually touched on this last show a little bit that a lot of people i think they don't i think they aim too high with their first show they um they want to show that a ton of people are going to come out to they're going to make some money they're going to mm-hmm. sell a ton of cds they're going to get a ton of fans out of it and I, I, I think, you know, it's really just being honest about where you are. I mean, if you've released maybe a SoundCloud mixtape and you've released some, you know, you've been on the Cypher and you've been doing that kind of stuff and you're getting to a place where you feel pretty good with it, like, even if you, like, have some followers on SoundCloud, when you play a show, you're at ground zero. You're, like, your first show, you have no one locally who even probably knows about you besides your friends. So, yeah. you really need to realize that you're starting at a beginner place, and you have to have come into a show with expectations that, like, you know, hey, this isn't going to be huge. This is, you know, I got to find the right show where I can just jump on and... um you know, like get a nice opener spot and uh, just get a chance to kind of try it out and learn what it's like to do it. Right. Before we get any deeper in this convo real quick, uh, just so we can all see where our variance in uh, experience is, uh, how about we go around real quick and kind of talk about our experience or at least how much experience? Because I know, Bobby, you said you've been performing since you were like 12 or something, right? Uh, how about you, Bachman? How long have you been performing? I mean, when I was young, I did the whole, like, church musician thing, so I've been mm-hmm. on stage playing music since I was, yeah, probably 12, 15, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but, that um, counts, man. I play with um, a rock band here in Philly. We've been together for, like, eight years. We've probably played, like, over 100 shows locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was touring with this other folk group for uh, three years. I just quit that a few months ago. We, I probably played 50 shows with them. We were hitting it real hard. And then I've been doing the hip-hop thing, just DJing for people, and I've probably played 10 or 12 shows. And, you know, like at 10 or 12 shows, I still feel like I'm a beginner in the hip- local hip-hop community. You know, like, we have okay shows. We're kind of moving beyond the first tier of just booking opening slots. Um, but, you know, that's 10 shows in. So you gotta got to take that perspective, you know? Yeah. How about you, Sanders? How long have you been uh, doing live shows? Uh, let's see. I played in a couple bands throughout like middle school and high school, and then started doing hip hop in high school as well. Um, so a few years. I haven't done like a ton of shows, but I mean, somewhere in the twenty, thirty, forty range, enough to um, be familiar, but not like seasoned veteran yeah. status. Okay. Not quite on the touring musician uh, <laughs> J Bach level, but uh, yeah. Well, some, see, some minor all, experience y'all got me way beat i have a grand total of i want to say three shows like legit shows <laughs> <laughs> first one was in the dominican republic on short notice and i forgot my lines second one was at a talent show uh at a deployed location i did well there and then the next one was my buddy and i tried putting on a small He's a comedian, so he did his stand-up act, but I was his opening act to get the crowd excited, so I was going to rap and play some beats to get people just excited in general. And that was a massive failure for technical <laughs> difficulties. Luckily, he was funny enough to recover the entire thing, but well, that's my live experience. <laughs> so we have a nice range here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to learn today. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about like, <laughs> like finding the right show, and you know, I touched on this, but like, 
like realizing what position you are actually in in you know your development as an artist and then finding that right show so for most you know people who are listening to this our focus is for beginners people who haven't played a show yet or have only played one or two like um you're a beginner you know you're bottom of the totem pole and um with very rare exception, you could probably engineer a show that was a little better for you. But most of the time, um, you know, you're going to be, first of all, you're going to be playing for free. You know, you're not going to get paid. You're going to be like opening base the show point. up. Base point, you got to play, you have to play for free. If you're paying into it, sure. then you're already fucking up. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, don't it's pay okay to play, play for right? free, but do not pay. Yeah. yeah. Even if don't it's like your homeboy's like, you know, best friend's cousin got to slot for a crit on South by, you know, something like that. Don't do it because you're not ready. Yeah. You're, you're going to make someone look bad. You make the promoter look bad. You're going to make the scene look bad. A lot of people are going to be really angsty about not getting that slot when this whack motherfucker's on stage wasting <laughs> everyone's time. And, you know, everyone has to go through it. But it's like, do that at like an open mic. Do that at like your cousin's like show you know don't do it for like a big show wait get ready for it because i mean it it takes time you know we were talking about earlier performance like you have to be ready for this and i know a lot of people say that but when you go up on stage you can see it and it does not translate well and you know you, you just have to be ready like when everyone gets ready to to flip a sample or record um what is it the the cypher beat like it takes time till you get a good little you know flow going and that same thing applies to performing it mm -hmm. off the bat you're not going to sound as great you might think you are you might have a good show it might be great but you'll you'll see reasons why oh fuck i should have practiced or yeah mm -hmm. it's also every single time you play at a show it's never the same sound you are immediately challenged with the idea that oh fuck this weird pa setup does not sound the way it sounds in my bedroom Yep. And then, mm -hmm. like, when you go to a really cool bar and it's amazing, and you're like, oh, yeah, I sound amazing. It's like, yeah, it's because that engineer and the sound guy is amazing at what he does. Yeah. And, you know, so going into shows, you're playing with other people in real time, you're collabing in real time. And yeah. so it's hard. And, that, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people aren't thinking about that because, you know, they're new and, you know, it, you, you just you go through it too. You raise up the ranks and you keep trying. Yep. As far as playing for free, um, we say like, you know, a show is an agreement between a venue and a group of artists, and it, the business, the the venue provides the space and a sound man and the opportunity, mm -hmm. and it is expected that the artists bring people into your business. So yeah. until you're bringing a ton of people into your business, until you are bringing the majority of the people at a show, yeah. until you are bringing a lot of people, you should not ever be expected to be paid, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, yeah. that's a year, two years down the line, you know? So yeah. just forget about being paid. You know, like, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not going to happen until you have a solid draw and you can really pack a place out. Um, or so you're just amazing. Don't even think about like, it. you're just yeah. fucking amazing. Like, it happens. People are just really fucking good. And sure. they play a show and they're like, holy crap, that's really good. You do really good. And, yeah. you know, that happens. But, yeah, the expecting pay, like, I don't know, you better be really good business savvy skills to get that off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think one thing a lot of cats don't realize is you getting booked to do a show is a business transaction. Yeah. You're not, they don't care that you're good at what you do. They care that you bring people through the door. So because it costs if you a ever promoter do get money. booked, 
you need to bring people like that should be your worry not just that you're going to put on a good show but you should bring people in that's how you're going to rise through the ranks because if you you could have a great performance but if you're not bringing money to the door they're not going to rebook you right it's they're not gonna it's hard they have they have costs to make with the bar there's overhead fees like for the bar itself um probably charging whoever's promoting or booking the event um you know a cost and then on top of that the sound guy if that's not in the same bill um they're probably not making any money on it from the bar because the bar is where they make their money um Mm -hmm. and then so yeah it's down to like who are you gonna bring to my bar like i don't care if you're really good or shit like if you're shit and you bring a lot of your friends who gives a fuck come here yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. for real yeah a lot of people um they feel it, they feel like it sort of falls into some like weird self-promotion uh like fake thing they're like man i don't want to just like people should be there for the music and it's like you have to like do it. as much as it might suck for some people and you might hate yeah. doing it you have to like just hit up anyone who would be interested and just get all those people there i mean you might feel like you're above it for whatever reason because you definitely aren't but uh yeah Yeah, so i was gonna say kind of along those lines of like playing for free and i mean another way you're gonna have to pay your dues is you're gonna have to open you're probably gonna be the first person on the show for quite some time you know until you until you can bring people until you show a venue or a booker that you can reliably bring people through the door you're going to be opening up and you're also going to be playing weekdays you shouldn't expect to have a friday or saturday night show you should expect to have a tuesday a wednesday as you get a few more shows on you should maybe get a thursday you know maybe a year into it you'll get a friday or something you know but like um you expect to pay your dues in that way too really those slots it's not like people are being dicks or like trying to fuck with you it's really it's reserved for people that are making the promoter of the bar money so a friday and saturday night is yeah. um, like it's not going to be to the next underground hip-hop sensation it's going to be to the top 100 top 50 and it's going to be the djs that spin that i mean since they are reserved for those people who are bringing in shows you can have good shows like being the hanger on like it's not necessarily yeah. reserved for like shitty artists or anything. No, it's no, just, not at all. It all comes down to the like we keep saying who you're getting in the door. And like some of my best shows have been, I mean, the opening slot. Well, okay, that's a dumb thing to say. All my shows have been opening slots, but I've had some very, very good shows on those opening yeah. slots where whoever is bringing all those people, it can just come together. And if they're packing the place out, it's it's great for you. I mean you get that crowd without having to put in all the work necessary. Yeah, you just... Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, it just depends on your city and what the scene is like. I mean, for us, Sanders, it's really... We have you know we have a very lucky city where we get all sorts of shit. We're, we're babies with how much music we get in the city mm. on every level, from purchase to learning to buying to playing, watching, you know, whatever. We have it all. We could see whatever we want. And so... It's easier for us to jump in and do whatever uh, than it is for someone out in, you know, I don't know, somewhere in this country where there's nothing and they're really, really good. So their struggle is like, well, I got to get enough money to get out there, Uh, maybe get a couple of shows. Who do I talk to? And, you know, it's again back to networking. I mean, to kind of counterpoint that, like, um, I feel like a lot of people think that no one's doing hip hop in their town. I mean, I see this all the time. Oh, no one in my city does hip hop. And I, I don't know. I just feel like. The world is vast, like, you know, and it's real easy to assume, oh, I live in, you know, in the middle of Iowa, so no one's doing hip-hop. But, you know, like, I 
I think a large portion of our subscribers live in, you know, non-hip-hop cities, you know what I mean? So, like, there are people out there, I mean, you got to get creative about meeting them, and you're probably going to actually end up playing shows that are not strictly hip-hop, you know? You might open up as a hip-hop artist for a rock band or something, but I I think people assume that before really looking into it Mm -hmm. and researching other people in their town, because there are so many kids making music out there, and hip-hop has moved out of the city and is... You know, there are so many people involved in hip hop of all walks of life and in all sorts of cities and towns. So, and it's not hard to it's not hard to put on a hip hop show. Like you just need a microphone and some speakers, and then people plug in their iPods. Like it's way easier than having like band shows and like rock shows. Honestly, from a purely logistical standpoint, so (laughs) it's really easy. (laughs) It's it's probably within an hour like you might think there's nothing around but i guarantee within like an hour there's some sports bar that'll have the open mic night or they'll have like the hip-hop night like it's yeah it's there and maybe not but i mean don't just assume that you could still corral a party to something of your interest i mean every every in every city across every fucking the world every kid just wants to get drunk with his friends and play his music and you know if you can find a a venue that will allow that (laughs) then you got something going if you have friends and if you know people that want to do the same thing you want to do i mean not necessarily play hip-hop but at least get together and chill and i don't know make art and while you play and people get drunk you know in the side the corner and critique the shit out of your live performance but whatever as long as you can corral a bunch of people then yeah you can put a show on anywhere you are it's just i don't know getting those people to get to wherever the hell you have you know it's that's if if we're talking about putting a show on in your own city yeah all right so let's jump into kinds of shows because um i think this is good to think about if you're trying to find shows maybe this will help people think of some kinds of shows that they wouldn't have previously thought existed. But um, the first one's open mics, and I'm a big believer in, especially if you're an MC, that you should regularly be attending open mics. Oh, yeah. This is, like, people talk about how do I get confident on stage? How do I develop my flow? How do I get a fan base? I don't think you're going to get a huge fan base out of open mics, but you will meet fellow artists in your town who are trying to do similar things to you. You will build relationships. You're going to get on stage and get those butterflies out for the first time. You're going to be able to, you know, start developing your flow and like work on your technique live in a somewhat sheltered environment that is not too huge. So it's a great starting point. You don't need to find a hip hop open open mic, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I go to open, I've been to many open mics here in Philly that are like they're genre mixed. Actually, I've been to very few, just specifically hip hop open mics. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's anything and everything, but you know, like you do your thing. You know, that's the point of open mics. So, so seek them out. The internet is your friend for finding them. You know, and. um you know, you really should be doing them regularly if you're an MC. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, even as a producer, um, I, I worked at a restaurant for a little bit and they had an open mic every Thursday. And one day I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna play my beats, like, you know, just see what happens. And it was a country bar, like they play country music or acoustic shit. Nice. <laughs> totally not hip hop, right? Like, not at all. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care, I'm gonna do it. So I went up there and I played uh, my last game of hip hop beat up there. And I like I mixed it so it was, uh, 
I arranged it so it was a little more condensed and less waiting for the rapper area. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was uh, I played it, and surprisingly, there was people who were like, I mean. They were not the type you would think to listen to hip hop. I mean, homeboy had a cowboy hat on and was drinking, you know, Coors and was like had a heavy accent, like dipping and everything, like cliche, not hip hop guy. And he's just like, "There's some some sicko 808s, man." Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no he, he was just like, "Hey, that, that that was pretty good, buddy." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." <laughs> like, you know, like I was like, "Cool, like I'll take that." Like you're never gonna get booed at an open mic unless you say like. <laughs> some sh- some shit that has nothing to do with your music unless you're just up there making inflammatory statements yeah. about women and children yeah. i don't think yeah. you're ever gonna well, get booed in an open mic exactly so it's a great place to go and fuck up uh kind of next on i mean i put them typically in how people do it is pay to play showcases Ugh. and i'm gonna agree with uh bobby banner here that I think they're a terrible idea. They're awful. I think you can get through that stage without ever paying to play. I don't know how the scene is in other cities, but in Philly, they're everywhere. You know, like yeah, it's here too. It's just it like it. It depends on what you're doing. I mean, I'm not going to tell. Like, there's some people in this city centers that are really good, and on the right showcase, if they got put on, it'd be great. The, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of interesting people would hear it and would love it, but. Mm-hmm. It's probably paywalled by the promoter due to real financial constraints. So if you're if you're an emerging artist and you have like a following and people are actually attending your shows, you know people are downloading your music, you're actually making money back with your releases, then someone comes up to you and is like, "Hey man, I got so and so $100 to play for mm, I don't know, Danny Brown during blah blah blah." Do you consider it? Yeah, because at that point, like, it might be a good thing. Uh, but if you're just starting out and the promoter's trying to swindle you out of, like, you know, yeah. get all these tickets and, and you're going to make so much percentage off each sale, then I would avoid that unless you're looking to become a promoter. Then you can start learning. But, <laughs> but yeah. um, then you're not a rapper anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You've, you've become something else. So, I, yeah, I, I would just avoid these pay to play if you come across, if you come across it. But I mean, if it's a legit deal, you know something. And I mean, it's always humorous when people do end up paying through it and they're not as good as they think they are and it's just bad you will you will get booed at a show that like they're expecting someone like you know like i said danny brown if that's like the first thing you're ever hearing about your music is like no before you hear from any fans before you hear from anyone who loves your music you're getting these you're getting these emails like saying this is great for your career come on just just give me the 600 bucks you'll be in front of the label people you'll be it'll be it'll be a great opportunity for you Give like, give six hundred dollars to making hip hop and you'll get a better response. Yeah, do not go, go buy go buy a piece of gear and then like you know g- raffle it. Like you'll get way more fans <laughs> that way than any than like that. So, well. just just to kind of get into it because I don't know if everyone knows what pay to play looks like. Rarely are they going to say like give me three hundred dollars and you can play. It's normally a ticket thing. Yeah. yeah, where you say like oh you have to sell fifteen tickets at ten dollars a piece. Well, guess what? You're basically paying one hundred fifty bucks to play a show. Yeah, that's yeah. what it normally looks like. They don't, so, they don't really care if you sell the sell the tickets. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. You know, they pay one hundred fifty bucks. They might sell two tickets, and then you're on the hook for a hundred hundred thirty bucks. You know, yeah. and that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So next, I want to say talk about like uh, organizing your own shows because that's certainly a way to do it. Mm-hmm. My initial thought with that was like, just be honest about how much work that's actually going to take. Don't 
don't pay a ton of money to a even like a, a like a good local person if it's your first show you're organizing like just be honest about how many people are actually going to come to your shit venue on a tuesday night you know yeah. and like pay that money what is it facebook um, invites people use facebook invites and the, the rule is you total up the facebook facebook amount and it's like 10 percent of that yeah <laughs> or like the people who mark going yeah anyone no just yeah. any any facebook invite you any invite event you throw and say like 200 people show up just 10 percent of those people are actually going to show up and it's i've done a lot of shows man and it's very true it's very hard unless there's an existing party or reason that bar is packed and you just so happen to like now host the night you know but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's your uh what's your step-by-step in uh, the short condensed step-by-step version of like your process for putting on a show bobby because we're we talking about you you put on shows give us the rundown well so you got okay so depend, okay so what you want to go like let's go full on big artist you're going to need to pay them a price if the management likes you you're going to have to pay them a price that's where your show comes from the idea like whoever, whatever you're doing you got to find who's who's playing this show and confirm that you're going to put this on <laughs> just pay them money and confirm it's happening contract sign get it all ready then find a venue uh, well, you won't sign a contract till you find the venue. But once you confirm the artist, you know, verbally, however, you go find a venue. Once that venue, you know, likes what you're doing, you either pay them an upfront fee to host or they take it out of your door sales or you're lucky and you get a percentage of bar sales and you get the door. It just really depends on the bar. Um, so a bunch, bunch of variables could go into there. Once you confirm those two things, you put on who you want to play. Uh, after that, this is months in advance. You got to get this all months in advance. Everyone confirmed so that you know who you're marketing. And then as soon as you know who you're marketing, you have to create flyers, like put all over town. You have to create um, um, event advertisements. Um, it's good to put in like radio spots. It's good to look at, you know, print for magazines with ads. And you're talking money every single time. It was maybe it didn't cost money to go to the radio interview, but it took gas to get there. Um, you print flyers, I don't know, 60 bucks for maybe 40 a piece, handbills. So you put into a lot of effort if you're going to book your own show. You're talking a lot of money goes into this outside of you had to pay your artists and then you have to pay your friends who are playing. Then, you, like I said, you have to pay the bar tab, uh, whatever that is they ask you, you know, if it's overhead for the venue or if it's a fee for the sound guy or whatever. And we're not even talking sound guy yet because some bars will provide it but if you're hosting your own place like at you know your dad's garage or something you're gonna need a pa system and that so that's more money that you probably don't have and so at this point well how do you do it it's like again back to you got to find people that are in the same passion that you got with the right tools and not necessarily use them but incorporate them into your life and start creating shows so you know if it's national you got to have money to book all this shit to make it happen if it's local just by yourself you got to find the people to help you put all this shit together and it's same steps just ones with money ones without yeah yeah i remember you telling me uh bobby uh greasing the wheel as you called it <laughs> everywhere it took, you go yeah it's, it's every single guy you talk to to try to get your show put on you had a base to be like oh hey uh, you know, I'd like to get this done. I got a little twenty dollars for you right here, show buddy. I'm serious, here's some cash, right? Like for real, like. You or know if mean? they're like, an you're... artist and like they just release something, it's a, you buy their record, man. Like if you're for mm-hmm. real, buy their shit, listen to it, and like hate on it by yourself or love it. Either way, know that you're serious. You know, 
so it, it, it yeah it takes it takes money to put events on like it's bottom line it's going to take money i think a really good point um to discuss is also when let's say you're gonna decide you know what i've got money or mom's putting up money or however you get your cash you decide to put on the show if you're not 21 and I know a lot of our audience are under the 21 age. Guys are just getting into it. And as talented as you are, the fact that you're not 21, doors will close. Yeah. One. And two. You got to find the right venue. Yeah. If you're going to put on a show for 18 and up or even under 18 and up, they're not going to have that bar money we were talking about earlier. So you really need to, it's going to cost you a little more to, and you're going to probably give up a bigger cut of the ticket sales. For the same yeah, reason. maybe maybe their their off the top costs will be more uh, depending mm-hmm. on you know sometimes they won't even let you book a show because it's not twenty one plus um, yep. it really it it depends and I mean so it, what in the next point in your thing where you talk about um, organizing your own uh, was it unconventional shows the house shows yeah. art openings talent shows like that's basically where you got to hit it up until you're yeah. old enough you know you. You got to throw yeah. some house shows. You got to get into the art openings, make friends with the art crowd, um, you know, get on those talent shows, however ridiculous it is. But it helps, uh, you know, it helps, you know, uh, grind you up and get you better, uh, uh, build you up yep. to a performance level to, so that when you do get into the bars and you do get onto those good shows, you're ready and you got, you got some entertainment aspect to you, you know? Sure. People want to come look at you. People want to come hang out, get drunk, and see you perform. Um, if you got that going for yourself, if you have that charisma, then more power to you. More people are going to want to book you for for better shows. It, it's just as simple as that. If you're entertaining, you're going to get better shows. Yeah, I mean, being under 21 forces you to be more creative about it. And like I said like earlier, like finding the right show, well, that means you're going to find a venue that throws under 21 shows regularly, or you're going to mm-hmm. be in an unconventional show that, um, that that works in. And then you're going to have to get real creative because you don't have that whole structure of, I mean, when you're at a show at a venue that has nightly shows, pe- there's some building crowd that people know about right. that venue. And if you're like at, you know, like a house show that no one knows about or some Ugh. event that you're just trying to like make a show happen at, you're, you're immediately, it's an uphill battle compared to like a typical, you know, like yeah. bar show. And that's funny. Like, Cause like house shows can be super dope. Like I was just at a real, well, they can be amazing. A real yeah, popping house really show cool. last weekend. That was like crazy, but like an empty yeah. house show can be so Sucks. bad. Depressing. Yeah. Yeah. They can, don't be, don't be scared of house shows. Cause they can be really, really very yeah. dope it's close quarters um usually yeah. there's free alcohol so people get real hype and i mean uh, sometimes during big events uh big artists secretly play house shows yeah. and if you yeah. end up if you end up at a house show with a, a big artist on the bill you're gonna have an amazing night you, you might get sex that night <laughs> it, it could get really fun it could get really really fun but to, again you got to be creative you're younger you got to be really creative you got to want it and you got to be ready. You just have to be ready. You have to be good at what you do and know what you're saying. And, you know, just not clam up on stage, um, not um, uh, get scared. It's a very nerve-wracking thing uh, to be on stage and have a bunch of people looking at you drunk. And yeah. you're just not, it's not accepting at all. Or it could be so rewarding when they're completely into you, falling head over heels for what you're doing. It just... Um, it's it's a tough situation. It's not going to happen every single time. Uh, you ask every 
national touring um, from struggling artists that has done shows it is a hit and miss every single time it's not always going to be a good show it it's yeah. good, might have bad sound you might have bad attendance you might have bad beef with the band members that night <laughs> you know like putting on a show is about making everyone else happy it's like the last thing it's about you if no one yeah. knows you you know because if no if they're not buying tickets to go see you then it's all about everyone else that night and how yeah. you're gonna make everyone else happy i mean also uh just etiquette between um other groups uh arrive at the time asked you know um set up set down immediately um be professional be professional <laughs> yeah like uh if if you're a, if you're a beat guy and you got a bunch of equipment make sure it's all connected make sure you know what you're doing don't waste a lot of time if you're an mc make sure you got all format ready for your songs mp3 flash drive cd you know what just in case the dude's all like oh i don't got a cd driver oh i only do vinyl so fuck up you know you're ready you just give them something um mm -hmm. he does serato you have a line you know a line for your phone whatever you just be ready with your set and go get in get out get back in the stage and be an audience member too it's yeah. it's a big it's a big hustle when you get a bunch of your artist friends to go or wherever and like all the artists don't want to kick it and it sucks because it's like oh man like all right there goes like your crew and there goes the rest of the show because the crew ain't there um so yeah that's that's real shitty. That's a way to burn bridges. Don't yeah. fucking leave after your set. Don't, don't be that yeah, asshole. Don't be that guy, especially, please. Especially as an opener and as a brand new person. Right. I mean, yeah. you gotta be there. I mean, how are you gonna make connections with people if you don't stick around and see people's set? I mean, that's, <laughs> yes. that's the shittiest way to do it. So don't be that asshole. Yeah, Yo, please stay. I had, uh, I, I went to a local show for a guy uh, when I was living in Las Vegas. He did a show at a record, uh, like a record store. And the first few, the first opening guys, they had a bunch of their people there and they started, you know, doing their show and it was live. So when the main guy came on, the guy I went to go see, yeah. he got on stage. By the time he got on, those opening acts guys dipped out. They left and they took everybody with them. Yeah, the guy, okay. the guy that was headlining, I ended up being the only guy in the audience sitting there watching the whole thing. <laughs> wow. wow. So I got a personal show. So to me, I was like, cool, this is great. But for yeah. him as an artist, I was like, dude, like that's. That's one terrible, of the worst ones you know <laughs> yeah don't be that guy it's it's not like you're not going to get invited back like that yeah. those guys did not get invited to do another show well, something else when networking with other artists um every once in a while on the thread people will post uh the where are you from threads yeah. on subreddit and it's worth searching back through those if it, you're trying to is. put a show together of some locals and you need some other people who are starting out too um, people don't think that everyone, anyone's making hip hop around them, but Surprising. it's worth searching those out to find some people. And plus, then you have making hip hop as a connection, and that can be a really mm -hmm. strong yeah. thing too. So, don't forget about that resource. Uh, and finally, as far as like getting shows, I want to talk about promoters a little bit. Uh, promoters are often like the primary bookers for a venue. Like lots of times, the venue itself is not going to book its shows but they have someone taking care of yeah, that they'll pay someone maybe to book a show but yeah it's hard it's unless the venue has their own marketing team you know unless that's what the venue's doing yeah. they book shows uh it's it's then it's not an then it's not a bar it's more of like a, a, a an event house it's weird it's it's a it's a it's a distinction between like bar and so whatever usually it's a bar it depends on your 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 place but yeah it's it's uh it's it's someone. It's a promoter. Some guy decided, hey, "I'm going to pay this dude because I know him, and he's going to book a show." Yeah, and they probably played in bands, and they were always the guy putting the shows on until eventually, you know, they just got used got to boring. it. Boring. You know? <laughs> 
Um, the other thing I would note about promoters is they're often genre specific, which can be very helpful. You can find that hip hop yes. guy, and he might do yes. a bunch of different venues around town, and that's even better because then if you get in with one guy who really likes you, you know they can spread you yeah. to different venues around town. But you find that hip hop guy, and you you book a show, you open up, and you bring a bunch of friends, and you'll make an impression, and suddenly you're in with someone, and they'll put you on a few more shows. Go to the show. Don't bitch about the cover. Bring your friends. Get drunk. Um, you know, uh, be polite and just start talking to people and show them your music. And if your music's good enough, you know they'll put you on. Um, if they got a slot, it's it's really as easy as that. It's 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 networking, but you got to get out there. And like you said, um, if you're starting out like ground zero, you're in your bedroom, you got your computer open. Check out those resources. Look back on the thread. See if anyone's in your city. Uh, if there's more than two, three guys, come together, try to put a show together on. Um, if it, if you're in a bigger city, check out the classifieds, go to shows, talk to the bars, ask who put it on. Check out the Facebook events. Usually now Facebook events have the host as who actually did it. Befriend them, talk to them. Um, it's, it's basically talk to, yeah, the promoter, find out who put on the show and yeah. Um, yeah. see if you can get on or attend the shows and you know uh, talk to every of the bands and you know get down to it be a sleuth basically find out who's doing what sleuth. Yeah. good good usage of the word sleuth there i like that yeah attend the shows <laughs> yeah go to shows yeah go to them <laughs> go to shows. one thing i was gonna say with um a kind of new feature on facebook that i really love is you can subscribe to events from a certain venue or a certain you know yeah. page and You'll so i have feed. all of the local venues i enjoy going to in philly i subscribe to their events and it's a fair amount of shit that comes through my notifications but it's worth it you know when it's, that yeah, event comes up they don't have any openers announced and you see that come up and you reach out to that promoter who you've made a connection with hey i noticed you don't have anyone on that show two months out you said you're looking for openers you know that can be a way to that's get smart it. talking about so sleuthing about that's that. smart right there that's good that's a good know, strategy right? i'm about to go subscribe right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, on on top of that there's facebook communities that you can um, yeah. um also join a lot of facebook communities are hidden and private and it's because it's promoters ways of um, finding other artists that they know are relevant to you know their circle, and so if you find these like event pages that support the scene or support the bar or like you know that is relevant to your area or whatever, join that and start reading these people's posts. And sometimes, once in a while, they'll be like, "Oh, guy dipped out. I need an opening slot for blah blah blah." You hit on it. Send them an email. Send them your music. Get, be be ready. You know. The worst thing you can do is not hit somebody up. Because the worst they can do is tell you, nah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just say, nah, dude, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Or they don't reply. And, or yeah. they just don't uh, respond, yeah. But don't yeah, be afraid not of being said no to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, a lot of people are going to tell you no all the time. Once in a while, they'll say yes, and then uh, you have your chance. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Give yeah. it a shot. Actually, it, I do it, some booking right now for a venue um, through the studio I'm working at. And... Frankly, especially for openers, you know, I don't have, a, I have a network of bands that I really like and I like booking a lot who headline. Yeah. I don't really right. have a network of openers. So if someone reaches out to me and they have their music together and their recorded music sounds decent and they have a little bit of history on Facebook of, you know, like having some following, I'll book you like right off yeah. the bat, you know, and you really got to think about that. Like your job is to make it easier for the, easy for the promoter to just see your information, say, hey, 
they look tight. They look professional. Let's do it. You need you so know, make it really easy for them. You need that electronic yeah. press kit. So you you move into the world of 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 that, and so you got to have videos that represent you. Someone can easily look you up if it's YouTube links, you know, Vimo, whatever it is. But just videos of yourself. If it's not music videos, just bullshit of you. Um, SoundCloud links. Um, you need uh, written, you know, documentation of who you are, so people can read up on what you are. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, related clippings, like of blogs or news links or performance reviews or whatever, because all that pays. It's like a re- it's a resume, and you need to yeah. look good to these promoters because the promoters are paying thousands of dollars to book these high-end artists national artists i I say high-end but because it's a lot of money um national artists to put on a show so it's in it's in good faith that a promoter puts on local people randoms on their opening slots to get a community you know behind them because they feel like oh i could probably get on this but they also have to save up some slots for performances they're gonna give them money yeah. You know, they, they have to carve up time for the bands that are going to draw attention and they're going to pay it off. Because unless they're self-sustaining or they have a job or whatever the promoter, however this is happening, the bars front, the money, whatever, someone has to make money. And at the end of the day, like those opening slots are reserved for just any random person who gets lucky with their good press kit or most of the time, I hate to say it, like the promoter's friends, you know, like that's what yeah. happens, you know, it... They just they rely on people they know and they try to put on the best show. So you got to be ready with all your stuff. Like you got to look good. Your videos got to be there. You got to have um, SoundCloud, Bandcamps, DatPiff. You know everything. You need to hit it everywhere because the promoters are going to look at you and be like, "Well," and you can tell if you have inflated numbers. You know it, it's easy to tell if your numbers are inflated. So don't don't oh, yeah. start buying accounts and shit like yeah. this. Don't buy likes, dog. <laughs> Don't buy likes. Yeah, it because they'll book. They might fall for it. They might book you, and then then the day comes and no one comes for you. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, bullshit." You know. It's very true that um your first fans are gonna be one your friends and two other artists. So you need to support those artists for them to support you. But you know your initial circle is gonna be other artists at your level or around your level, and then hopefully you can share audiences and you all can grow on that. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but right. you got to support. All right, let's move on. You've booked your show. All right, you found it. You made the connections. You have your show. So let's talk about preparing for the show. Um, the f- first thing I want to say is that you need to get the details. If you're going to print up flyers, if you're going to make Facebook events or whatever, I'm so tired of seeing flyers that don't have the the month like the uh, the door amount on it, or like Facebook events that don't actually have a time, like. Get the details. Is it 21 plus? That's yeah. that's important to know if you are not 21, but people show up to shows and they had never thought of it. You know, yeah. How much is it going to cost to get in the door? What time do I load in? What time do I need to be there? What time do I sound check if I'm going to sound check? What time is my set? Is there parking fee? You should get all this information beforehand and not the, like the day of, you know, like beforehand for real you know <laughs> pretty much as soon as you know you're on the set you should yeah. be asking about this sort of thing and yeah. how long is your set which is important to know don't go into the, ven- the venue and then right before your set the sound guy's like oh you have a 20 minute set and you were expecting to play for 40 minutes because you're a noob like 
ask up front, you know, like have a good expectation because then you can prepare 20 minutes of music. If the promoter knows what they're doing, they're going to tell you all this beforehand. If it's a solid guy working the show, he's going to send you an email. He's going to CC the engineer. They're going to talk about set times. They're going to talk about expected load in times. They're going to talk about like what's going on, expected pay. All that's going to be hashed out beforehand if this is a legit show. So, I mean, it's going to scale on like how official your show is. If it's a super official show at a real venue and a real promoter, you'll probably get a an email with all that info in it but right if it's right a, away if yeah. it's a more like like easy thing you might have to ask for it you're gonna you have know, to hound your it. best friend to tell you when the set times are you're gonna you know you're gonna have to poke yeah. the buddy that you know is running it really yeah. it, it it's so it's it's back to like punctuality and how prompt people are and who you're working with um you'll be on shows where they ask you a month in advance it's gonna be this day this day blah 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 and you get there and it's nothing like they said yeah, um, it might be your best friend running it. it might be a total stranger. It, it, the total stranger puts on the greatest show you've ever had. Uh, best friend puts on the greatest show. It's really, if you keep playing shows, it's gonna be different every single time. Like, yeah. unless you're linked up with like a special promoter, or, you know, you there's a drill you got it going on, and you, there's an expectancy of what you're doing, then you you know what you're doing. <laughs> you, you know you're putting shows on. You, you're not listening to this. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, just get those details like you're talking about, man. You, you just be ready with information. Uh, also, be ready with your set. Go over it. Uh, make sure you know how long your set is. Your, yeah. mi- your mixtape is what? Like, let's say... Um, you put you know how long that is, but when you play live, like if there's a gap between you playing that one song and the next song, that's also thirty to forty seconds, depending on how long your gap is. That that counts towards your time. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, exactly. That counts, and it also counts how long it took you to set up. So, and if they don't like you, promoter will kick you off, man. I've seen people just get all right cut them and like promoter takes the mic and just goes you know and yep mic cuts off out comes the hook <laughs> you it could be that bad done. and like it depends on the attitude that you're bringing to the show you know if you're if you're stuck up you're walking in like five minutes before your set time and you got a mob of people and you're being you know disrespectful good chances you're not gonna ever be asked back mm-hmm but if you come in early, you know your shit, and you make the engineers uh, happy, you know, by knowing what you're doing. Um, the DJ's happy because you brought the format. Um, you know your time. You've been supporting. Like, you'll be asked back, even if you're bad. I mean, you. it's... Yeah. If a, promo- pu- even more a promoter than... puts on a lot of shows, yep. and he needs people. So, it's like, even if you're half good, like... Bucket, like as long as you're sweet to work with, he's gonna invite you next. Opposed Especially to fucking if you diva, people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. If you brought people, that kind of nulls everything, Back man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like your point right here on the practice part. We're talking about get instruments right mm-hmm. practice, dude. That's a huge point that um, you have to take into consideration is literally getting a set together and and rehearsing that, knowing yeah. that, yeah. knowing your music because sometimes the sound will go out. Uh, engineer might hit a, a mute button on your kick or, or you know like it's maybe you have like channeled out or something and like one of your instruments gets you know muted maybe your mic goes out uh maybe this you know all sorts of things can happen and if you buckle right there people are going to remember that and laugh yeah <laughs> you know yeah so yeah you got you got to know your performance you got to know what you're doing practice 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 uh, i see a, a reoccurring thing uh so, well not reoccurring but once in a while should you rap over your own vocals yeah we had a question this week on that and that's actually what set this episode off in my mind i was like we need to do a show episode 
if well, people are yeah, asking I mean, this. Yes and no. Um, do you rap over your full track and you mime it? No, God, no. No, don't. <laughs> unless you're, perf- don't be unless you're some kind of pop star, then yeah, like go for it. But if you're a solo MC and you don't got a hype guy, then by all means, put in your ad libs, get in a backing chorus yeah. on it, and don't put your verses down. Nothing wrong yeah, with but those. like, but then you got to mix it to a show level. You got to bring them down. Mm-hmm. They can't be overpowering. They have to accentuate your main line, not override you because you're exactly. you're in performance you're the lead so yeah you do need yeah. them if you want them but that, if you got a group of dudes who are all rapping then no have your buddies rap the back and you know yeah. that's yeah. a better yeah. performance yeah. off the bat i'd rather see three yeah. nerdy looking dudes rap and they're all rapping and they're all backing each other up than like one of them and he's just doing like backup vocals i'm like well he better be really good yeah so yeah i i say yes, yes. yes just depends. take time yeah, take time to prepare those instrumentals because you're probably going to have to, if you've never played a show before, you're going to have to go back to your original tracks and it's not just going to be the instrumental that you bought or downloaded or whatever. You're going to have to bounce something out of your doll with, my standard thing is normally like doubles and yep. hooks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. So you're going to yeah, take a little time to get that together. Then you're going to load it in your iPad and you're just going to, for the two weeks leading up to the show, that's all you're going to do is you're going to walk around rapping your own shit. And then remember know? that it's going to yeah. sound totally different on those club speakers. Sure. So my final thing for pre- preparing for the shows is just promotion. Um, we said this a bunch, but it is your responsibility to bring people. Success with live shows is all going to come from you bringing people to a venue. That's what's most important. As far as some practical things with social media, I mean, like I always say, like do an announcement when you book the show. Do an announcement maybe two weeks out. And then I would say repeat the week of and then the day of. Um, don't freak out, you know, <laughs> but, um, every day tagging everyone, you know, like you don't want to have, yeah, you don't want to, people will unsubscribe really quickly. I mean, I get sick of bands I'm following all the time because they try some new stupid thing on Facebook and I'm just done with it. But, but I mean, that being said, bonus points for doing something creative with your uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if, you know, if you can have some, some kind of video series or something lead up to it that's only going to help but i don't want to get too much into promotion because that's kind of a whole show on its own but just to say that it is your responsibility it is up to you to do it and as a local oftentimes i call locals like local support the openers like they're even looking to you to bring more people for the closer like they're looking to you to really carry that weight as far as bringing people out and if you do it you'll get invited back gladly you know yeah so, uh, head, headliner, i mean national acts like they might be famous and they might pull in a lot of money whatever but that doesn't mean they're famous in your city and so they really need the help of the local scene to give them a good show so if like yeah you got a good a good local following or you know someone that has a good local following and they get linked up with a good um um act it's it's in better everyone's better benefit to support everyone all together because the national act's gonna be like oh i had a lot of fun i'm I'm gonna tell them to come back you know maybe maybe the the agent management whatever is gonna tell you hey i got someone else coming in next month can you help me out you know it's just it's way better to um or promoting like to be the idea of like yeah you need to bring you need to draw a crowd to whatever event you're you're uh, you're doing and it's like you said promotions its own beast it's a huge endeavor um yeah. really really there's a lot of um aspects to it um and it, yeah. it's all dependent on your city 
a few little, I mean, just to say a little bit, um, lots of times the venue or promoter will make a Facebook event and you can jump on that and just invite people to it. Or if there's not one, make your own or even make your own if there is one out there with a focus on you, like that's fine. Um, Facebook event numbers, like, uh, um, like we were saying, like Facebook event numbers don't really mean much, you know, but it's still the way that I find out about shows online. So I think it's just due diligence yeah. to make a Facebook event. And then here's something you can do, too. If someone is invited to a Facebook event, even if they don't say yes, no, or ever touch it or anything, if they're invited, they're going to get an update whenever anything is posted in the Facebook event. For better or for yeah. worse. On for better or for worse. worse. Absolutely. So do not spam it. Do not spam the event. But, not. you know, as you're coming up to the show, like, drop your music video in there two days before the show or something. Give people a little taste of what they're going to get. Yeah, have Everyone who's to invited to that event is going to see it. So, Yeah, because then people will go and like it. It'll mm-hmm. show up in the ticker if someone comments. Or organize your event invite um if you really if you're really starting to put shows on and, and you got some friends and you know facebook has a really good tool of uh, selecting who you send your invite to and you can sit there and create um a friend list or an austin you know texas list and invite people into that list that know is going to go to your show and so invite them only don't don't invite their friends who don't give a fuck about it because then they'll they'll unfollow you and they won't mm-hmm. want to go with their yeah. friend to go check you out because they're annoyed by your posts you know <laughs> so <laughs> so let's talk about night of the show um and i just kind of have a list of this isn't super organized here but we can kind of work down through it um but for goodness sakes please fucking show up on time like, do God, do not show up 10 minutes before your set, you know? Like, mm-hmm. lots of times you're going to show up, and then you're going to sit around for two hours. But you just got to do it, yeah. Four, four if you're playing a really big show. And don't get fucking drunk like, either, you know, during your sitting around for two hours. Oh, that's the worst thing, man. I have been to very few <laughs> shows, but I, the few I've been to, the opening acts were sloshed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like whenever y'all are performing on a show, for me, if there's like a show going on that night, anything after like noon, as far as I'm concerned, it's like the thing that's happening. I'll, I like show up before the venue owner gets there. Sometimes I'll be like walking in, the door's unlocked and <laughs> yeah. no one's there. Like I do overkill sometime, but don't ever expect to be like, yeah, you know, I got to go to like my sister's thing. She's having like a dance recital and I'm going to just hop yeah. over to my show right after, and you can just show up. Like, It's, it's going to be an investment yeah. in your time, and that's just... You, if you, if you want to make a good impression, if you want to be prepared, if you want to be in the right state of mind, just yeah. do that. Get there, get there as early as you possibly can in most cases. It's, that's what I try and do. If you work, take the day off. Even if you have the night to play, but you work the day, like if you're stressed at your job, take the day off, man. Try to figure it out yeah. so that you're ready. Take a nap. Even, even if you play for the promoter yeah. and his best friend that's all who plays you better make them want to be there like so because if you perform to like just a crazy level and you make everyone happy even if it's just three people they're gonna love you they're gonna want you to come back because you made them feel good for wasting their time you know they were entertained so always be positive always be ready to bring your fucking a game and even if it's a shit night just learn from it like just learn from what you're doing don't expect it all Oh, I, I like this point you said, regardless of whether, not, not that I'm reading your thing, uh, drug, drug use for shows. Oh, that's, that's a really good point, man. 
I don't know how many times I've played with people who who say they can drink, right? <laughs> and then they drink, and then during the set, it's just completely off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just really. I, I mean, I'm I'm talking like I was. Uh, with bandmates, instruments play, but um, it happens with MCs and, and DJs. Like it happens all over the place. If you're not on point and you're drunk, you're you're high, whatever. You could you could even toke up a blunt before and you get a little sloshy. They'll hear it. The other bandmates will hear it. Yep. Your sound guy yeah. will hear it. And I mean, why do that? I mean, yeah, you want to have fun and you want to like be loose and whatever. But like, if it's gonna sacrifice like your impression, especially if you're an opener, yeah. like, just yeah. get through your set. You're yeah. the first yeah. guy. You're going to work go. that day. I'm, but I mean, like, when you're the first set, you're gonna be done very soon, mm. and you're gonna have a whole night of music to enjoy in whatever state you want to enjoy it. Just just wait till your set's yep. done, right? Yeah. So. Don't get fucking blitzed beforehand, bro, because a yeah. sloppy show is, I mean, ugh. You're already going to be nervous enough. You're already going to have enough chances to right. fuck up. Yeah. Like, do y'all have any rituals y'all do? Nah. Like, uh, I always... I work out. None? Not even... What's the use? I work out. Yeah. No, no, seriously, I work out. Getting, getting a good workout in the morning? My number one is... Uh, <laughs> I always have to take a shit before I get on stage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's Can't the daily it. routine. Can't get on stage you without taking care bath. of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is what it is. That's, <laughs> that's like that's my that's yeah. I'm, I'm, that's just what that's it cool is. too, man. Hey, that's less stress, man. That's less physical stress. Yeah, it works. You know, you feeling light up there? <laughs> yeah, dude. Whatever yeah. you got to do to put on the best show you can, man. Do that shit for real. So here's another thing. Work with the staff of the venue and not against them. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so if you've never played shows before, you know, sound techs can often be notoriously curmudgeonly bitter people. But, like, these people work with the most egotistical asshole musicians every Pretty, single fucking night of every their night. life. Every night, yeah. And they're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt, you know, especially if they don't know you and you've never played any shows. So just expect that. Use a few please and thank yous. Just treat them like people. Don't tell them what to do. Yeah. You know, like if they're you, here. To, they're there to help you, and you're there to help them. Yeah. It's it's a it's a mutually helpful thing. But don't expect to be to be like the red carpet to be rolled out for you, or you're going to be grossly disappointed. And don't because you're going to piss off your sound guy, and then your set's going to suck because he doesn't give a shit about you. So thank your sound guy from the stage. Yeah. 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 And don't much? belittle him either. Don't talk shit while you're performing and be like, oh, if this sound was better, but don't do that. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Like, keep your... I mean, we make fun of the guys that make those accounts that troll the front page and are like, blah, 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 you all suck, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're doing that live. Yeah. And so don't do it. Like, you to know, the guy who has control over how good you sound. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part, bro. Yeah. Don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be uh, be ready like be ready with the set time like uh, just listen to these guys and um find out who's hosting the show whoever's running the sound whoever's running the shindig uh, make sure you know that they know you're there check in with them uh, let them know what you need um or they'll ask you what what you'll need for the night um and be ready you know don't what, what do you say don't dawdle like seriously don't just get up there your set can creep up on you i mean like suddenly oh shit it's 9 30 like no at 9 20 you look at your watch oh i have 10 minutes to go on i need to get my water from the bar i need to get my drink i need to go take my shit yep. and uh then you're, you're ready <laughs> yeah, straight up though yeah like be ready beforehand <laughs>
There's a there's a good chance that there's a sound check beforehand anyways. I mean, again, depending on what show you're playing, if you're playing a pretty decent show with like actual um, acts and, you know, uh, uh, an actual event or whatever, they're going to have you sound check prior and they're going to ask you all, you know, do you have your material? Are you ready? You'll get maybe two minutes to check a mic or whatever it is that you need to do. And then, yeah, you're expected to be up at that stage ready to go, because if you're not they're fucking pissed and they're going to bump you. They might talk right. shit about you live right there on the mic. Um, yeah. And I mean, or it you, just cuts into your time and you get cu- less yeah, time. Yeah, or it cuts into your time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think people don't prepare for is having a set list. I've seen so many people just kind of talking to their DJ at the beginning of their sets, like, oh, this, this, and this. Like, don't do that on stage. Be ready with that shit. It really know? needs to flow. A, a performance needs to flow. There shouldn't be gaps. There shouldn't be, like, time. Like, I, I, it's a personal opinion, but I hate it when artists, like, talk to the crowd. And especially if you're a new person, it's like, dude, I do not care what you're trying to say right now. Like, yes, I'm here. No, I don't need to put up my hand. You know, (laughs) just make the performance. Like, make me want to do these things, you know? Like, sell me on what you're doing. Don't ask me to do anything because I'm already here as an audience member. So, there shouldn't be gaps. Like, if you're struggling, like, what song should I play next? Or if you're a beat guy and you have, like, this horrible, like, transition where it just fails and... Then you got to load up a card. It's like you got to think about all these little things. And that's where practice that comes, comes back in. to practicing yeah. before. You should have your set worked out the week before when you're practicing with your DJ or whatever, you know? Like that should not be decided the night of. Nope. You know? You're not ready to play a show if you're still working that out. Yeah. Yeah. And it might look fun whenever, like, if you're seeing an established artist who has a few albums and they're like, hey, maybe, you know, should we do this one that I'm talking about? Like doing some old deep cut. Like they can do that. But, uh, you should not definitely not take a cue from that and just try and wing it. Yeah. All right, pet peeve of mine, cupping the mic. Mm. Don't cup the mic. So th- this is so big in hip-hop. I mean, I've been a, an audio engineer. Okay, we're going to do it right now. Here, Bobby, you do it, because you got an SM58 right there. I'm going to cup the mic. I'm- Does everyone hear what that sounds like? I know it, it feels awkward, because every rapper you've ever seen live has cupped the mic, but if you Gotta want people to understand the words you are saying, cup that mic. Do not cup that mic. Cup I, that I mic. like cupping the mic, and I—that's I, why I've only had three shows. That's why I only had three shows. There you go. <laughs> if you want to know uh, an expert, um, a perfect example of of how to hold the mic, if you watch uh, the Fade to Black DVD Jay Z oh, yeah? put out, he holds the mic so perfectly. Oh, nice. Watch that and just do that. No cupping. Just and you could still. It still's got some flair to it. You can still oh, feel like you're not looking like a <laughs> yeah. moron. Like a. Here's a little tip. After your first song, take a minute to stop and think about how things sound on stage and ask for any changes from the sound tech. I know so many people who get to the end of their set and they're like, I couldn't hear anything. The sound here sucks. It is your responsibility. The sound man mixes for the room. He knows what it sounds like in the room. He doesn't know what it sounds like on stage. Only you know what it sounds like on stage and is your responsibility to say, hey, I need a little more of the beat. So... But it's your responsibility. I would encourage people um, to stop your music at least once and to introduce yourself when your music is not playing. Oh, like throw throw your name I out? Think, yeah, yeah. I think so many people get to the end of their sets and they have never introduced themselves. I've seen so many shows where you get all, you're like, oh, who was that person? Because they never stopped and said it. Chances are, I mean, 
if it's your first time and you're cupping the mic, no one can actually, no one's actually going to hear most of the words you're going to say when you're doing your thing. It's mostly about like energy and flow anyway, but that applies to your name as well. So like, don't shout or don't say your name over an outro of a song only because we're not going to hear that and people aren't going to be able to look up your face. Like you're giving out a Facebook URL over the outro of your song. Like who's going to hear that and actually remember it and look it up, you know, like. So just take a moment to stop, say your name, thank the sound guy, thank the venue or, or, or the promoter, and encourage people to stick around for the later sets and then kick into your next song. It doesn't have to be anything long. You don't have to try and be witty, but you know it is good to just remind yourself in a very specific way. We, I write it into our set list. Okay, this is where we're going to stop and introduce ourselves. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, Next, respect your set length. Nothing fucking sucks more than people going over their sets when they're just openers. Oh my God. You know, it's, it's the worst. And you'll get cut off, you know, and it's a way to burn bridges and to it's look awful. bad. So respect your set length. It's just not worth it. It doesn't matter how 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 great you think your songs are, you know, like just <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yeah, unanimous no to just get off when they tell you, even if you fucked up and you're five minutes late, you're playing a ten minute set. Oh, I'm sorry, man, you're playing five minutes yeah. now. Yeah. Like, I'm really sorry about that, but that's why it's, you know, imperative to be there and be ready with your water. Whatever it is that you need to be ready to be there. Um, And it looks good. The promoter, the DJ, they're going to remember that and they're going to talk about it. Because at the end of every show, what does everyone do before anything happens? We all reminisce and talk shit. So if you're not on that shit talk list, then you did good, you know? Yeah, we're giving giving you a list of things that... I don't know, we talk shit about after shows. And if you cannot do any of these point, yeah. things, you've pretty much, you know, you're in, you're in a better place, yep. right? So another one of those is getting off the stage quickly, especially as bands. It's not as important with hip hoppers, but with bands, nothing is worse than you're trying to load on for your set and the last band doesn't load off quickly enough. And then suddenly it's eating into your set time, you know? Well, we overlap so with the beat community. You have a DJ. Let's go ahead, Bobby. No, I'm sorry. It's just, I was going to say, we overlap with the beat community and your DJs. Like, these guys have equipment, and it takes yeah. time for them to set up. And so, if you're a DJ and you're going to DJ your first gig, uh, you, dude, be ready with your set, man. Like, uh, be, know how to connect it right away. Know what line you're going to feed the sound guy. Um, know what you're doing, because um, it's it's really important for you to get off that stage because the next guy wants to get his 15 minutes, you know? And it's, and it's important to that person because he's the star in his movie and you're fucking yeah. up his shit by that's not respect, getting you know? off. The, yeah, that's exactly. It's respect. Get off. Um, even if you, the crowd's eating you up, man, and you want to keep going, don't. It's just get off. <laughs> um, the final thing I had here was like, once you get off stage... Um, you know, like some people may have enjoyed you. It'll probably be pretty obvious during your set that they were enjoying it and they're going to want to come talk to you. Don't just disappear. You know, if there's a green room, don't head off to the green room. Don't head outside just to get high right away. Like, you know, like stick around because people Mm -hmm. are going to want to talk to you. And that's where you start building those initial connections for some of your early fans. And if you're out of there suddenly right away, or if you just head right to the bar to get a drink and you're not available for people to talk to you, you're just, you're leaving those fans just behind, you know, you're, you're giving those up. So Mm -hmm. kick it, bro. Kick it. it. It's, it's a giant hangout for you. After you do your show, yeah. you, if someone wants to say what's up, you should hang out until it's over. In case someone Especially was if shy. You're, if you're a producer, you're a producer and you're trying, like, I see some threads, like, I want to get some local, or I want to get some rappers on my thing. And if if you realize you got a local scene, then as a producer, you want to stay out there. You want to network and be friendly with everyone who's there because 
they'll remember you and they'll be like, oh yeah, that guy, oh, I'm going to hit him up. And you know, so stay, yeah. stay, really stay and talk to people that the night, that the night of the show should be reserved to you're going, you're clocking in for another job. You want to be there a long time. Yeah. You want to put on a good face, good customer service, <laughs> you know, everything. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You're a business. And especially those five minutes after you're set, like that is when people have just heard you. I mean, they might recognize you later, but like after people go on, they're probably going to forget about you. Those five minutes right after you're set, that's when people have just enjoyed your music. That's when they are going to remember it. And that's your moment to really shine and kind of lock in those yeah. fans. And that, see, that's how you talk about making your friends and uh, other, other musicians your friends first. Um, right there, if you kick back and you see the artist's next um, play, and he's actually really really good you go shake his hand afterwards and you know you talk to him for a little bit boom that's a connection and that's a that's yeah. another that's a person that's a body they'll go to another show so you start snowballing all these connections and um of course if you have a pool of people that are amazing keep sticking with the people that are doing really good stuff but if you only got what you got to work with still support them um it might hurt but it'll, it'll provide a venue where you can showcase your things because at the end of the day if you're I don't know, you're on a trajectory to try to put on a big show and you're starting from scratch. It doesn't really matter who's there as long as people are there. Because the national show just want people there. They don't fucking care if it's the next hot thing. They just want to get paid. And the venue wants to get paid. Yep. So, like, worry about putting bodies in the venue. So, by doing that, being friendly to everyone you meet and supporting them, you know, as much as you can. Yep. So, uh... That's all I had for night of the show, and uh, we're almost done here. But anything else you guys have to add about anything uh, that could help people out with the actual night? You of talked the show? about there was a point we missed uh, a little earlier, um, but it was um, inviting like photographers and and camera people to the show. Yes, that that helps yeah. a lot because. Um, Say you do have a really good show. There's a hundred people. People are really digging it, and you have a record of that. That goes that looks in, great. That looks yeah. great for social media. It looks great on your electronic press kit because the bars look. Oh shit! Look at that. There's a little video link, and yeah, people are digging his music. All right, cool. You know, let's let's book him up. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah you got to record that, and so. Putting on shows becomes a, a a group effort more than like more than you could imagine, unless you're willing and you got a car and the money to do it. It's really hard to put on a big show. Um, it costs a lot of money. Um, the last show I did, I could tell you, it was a little over like two thousand some hundred dollars to put on. I made about a thousand eight back, and the rest of it was financed out of my pocket and another friend. But I mean, you know, that's what yeah. happens. And I had a great show. It was a good show. Um, a lot of people were there, over hundred in attendance, but. There's a lot of things at play, you know, a guest list, how many people attend, um, uh, plus ones, uh, de you know, um, pre-sales and day of ticket shows. Um, it, there's, there's just a lot that goes into it. So, again, uh, back to that point of, like, if you can record the event and if it was a good event and you can relay that back to the public, it's it's a good promotion tool. You know, it's a really yeah. good promotion tool. I don't know. I don't I know so many artists who have played many shows who don't have a single good video of them live. And it's like, how does that happen? You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, yeah. And plus, it's just fun to watch yourself. If <laughs> yeah, you want to give yourself a little pat on the back, get a good show. cool on stage. If you want to get a little narcissistic with it, you got to have the video. It helps you look cool on Facebook, yeah. too. You can say, look, yeah. I'm real. Yeah. This yeah. Is so this leads yourself. right into my, yeah. uh, my next point on following up after your show. Um, Get on social media, thank your fans for coming out. That's a great, you know, like, 
content-rich post for your regular social media thing and share some photos of the show, you know, make people wish they had been there, you mm-hmm. know? If you have a real nice video of a portion of a song, throw that up there. And um, and I'd also say uh, reach out to the person who booked you and thank them, you know, and um, uh, ask just, them if they have anything else coming up or just ask them to keep you in mind, you know, don't be annoying about it, but, like, that's the next connection. If you brought some people out and... Um, you know, you reach out afterwards and they'll probably be happy to book you for another one coming up. Chances are they're going to already in mind to ask you again. They just haven't said it if it went yeah. well. So like, you know, um, like you said, um, send that little thank you note. If you've, if you worked with someone, if someone put money down for something that you've done, it's in your best interest to send an email saying thank you. I mean, that's what gift cards yeah. and shit are made for. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice little thought. Hey, man, uh, thanks for putting yourself out there for, for me like that. I really appreciate it. Because at that moment, if they're serious about working with you again, they'll probably tell you, hey, well, you know what? I really like what you're doing. I liked what happened. I got another thing coming, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's like continuing that network to stay open. And again, you got that one shot after it happens. Don't be a dick and keep asking every week, hey, man, or a show comes up and they, you know, someone's playing in your town and they're like hey man get me on that shit it's like dude come on like it's been booked months in advance don't you know don't don't hit them up they'll hit you up or if you're lucky they got a slot you know but yeah just stay just be nice Uh, fucking it's just etiquette all right well so we just wanted to talk about one final thing before we wrap this up and that is a post that um fifth made last week uh, basically about tightening up um, the mixtape and beat tape entry. Oh. So I'm going to let Fifth drive this. So go ahead, man. All right. First and foremost, number one, making hip hop is not the place you're coming for new fans. If this is your only avenue of finding new people to like your shit, you are effing up, homie. Find a new area. This is not where you get new fans, okay? If you if you want to show off your progress, awesome. If you're showing in technique, awesome and if you've been an active member of the community and you know there's people who want to hear your shit perfect do that right but you got to give some background i've been removing a lot of posts from guys who are active guys who put out a lot of stuff guys who have been all about the subreddit but they don't tell you anything about the project they just put beat tape my name the name of the project and post it not okay guys like I will remove your shit, and I have been doing it with fury, okay? It's true. Whenever you post your shit, put a description. That's it. That's all I want. Just tell me, hey, this is uh, a project I've been working on for the last you know, two weeks, a month, four days. Whatever you've been working on it, what ideas you're trying to convey, why you decided these beats decided uh, needed to be in a compilation of sorts versus just putting them out on your SoundCloud one at a time. Because it... Somebody put up a two-beat mixtape. I me- I immediately <laughs> erase that shit. That's not a mixtape, okay? That is yeah. two tracks that you want feedback on or you're trying to show off. Not a mixtape, okay? I'm not going to put a number on what makes a mixtape. I'm not going to tell you what is a mixtape or how often to post a mixtape because plenty of people obviously got pissed about that shit. No big deal. Whatever. But do not post two songs and call it a mixtape don't post three songs and call it a mixtape if your project does not have a point behind it don't post it it will get removed and so to be clear um 
you can do a self post and you can put that description in this in the text of the self post or you can still just make it a link to your SoundCloud and then just put a comment on there exactly. with information about if the project. If you lack any information, it will get deleted. If you tell me this is shit I've been working on for the last a year and a half, the last track I recorded was six months ago, and I'm finally putting it out now, I'm going to delete that shit. Lie to me if you have to and tell me it's within the last four months. Well, I mean, I you I mean, you I could get care. technical. I mean, I mean, you could work on an album for a year and then finally finish up the last song like a week ago or mix it like a week ago. But I mean, yeah, don't don't make and yeah, I'm don't okay make it that. a point that it's like I'm just throwing out some old shit like yeah, yeah, uh, whatever, man. Yeah, it's just my old it up. Shit. Yeah. Whatever, though. Yeah. I mean, that rule is to prevent people right. from just dumping a ton of old stuff yeah. on there. Like, yeah, like, if you're so. going to post a mixtape, instrumental album, a beat tape, make make there a reason why it's a project versus a group of singles, a group of songs you Beyond never put putting out. it on our sub, just in general, for the quality of it, yeah. like, make your album about something, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like if, if, like, my last project I did... I made a bunch of trap beats for the first like two weeks of my life where I did nothing but trap beats. And I was like, you know what? This deserves to get put out. So I put it out because it was my first foray into being a solely trap artist. That's what the point of that project was. And it could be that simple. I never made lo-fi beats before. Here's my lo-fi beat album. What do you think? Cool. That's all I need. But don't just post some shit and not give any background info. Or say your uh, album is an allegory about Native Americans using all of the buffalo <laughs> and um, sample versus brand new e-digging. Say that were your concept. You know, there's a whole gamut of uh, level of... Uh, you can literally make it anything you want. Like, <laughs> there's so much lenience in the rules. You guys saw that project, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, you didn't make that up? No, that's a real thing. <laughs> no. Oh, really? Buffalo. I wish he I got to check that out. Really? He, he wow. Was, uh, oh, the man. Artist, no, yeah, no, the way uh, Native Americans used every part of the buffalo. I need my Sunday night read. To make, you know, their food and sustenance and whatnot. And his beats were the same way. His samples, he was using every part of the sample to whatever. That's cool. That sounds that's like those, for me, those art snobs in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He's paying attention in history class and shit. Good for you. But do not fucking show up with an album that is not an album. I don't want to hear your last 15 beats because if the first one's shitty, I'm immediately stopping listening to the rest of them. So make it worth listening to. You got to include info. That's one. You got to tag it. Um, Put album, beat tape, EP, or mixtape in... uh brackets on there please do that that just helps you know people browse and see that it's a project yeah because it gets bolded and like you know it makes it really the sub look good too like stuff. aesthetically the sub and looks nice when things are all organized and yeah. you know vsx yeah. all this fucking uh work he puts mm-hmm. on the to yeah. make it look nice we use it you know yeah 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 if you don't put the brackets you're not going to get the cool icon that says it's a tape yeah, if you don't know that uh, yeah. and it's not going to be bolded anybody who has the tape uh you know beat tape whatever bracket information additionally it's going to delete it anyway so you know <laughs> so it doesn't even oh, matter I delete it if it's wrong so i i'm not even going to so. tell you i deleted it it's just not going to show up yeah you will so. not get a warning include info tag it um, you got to be active. That's not new, you know. Yeah, you guys, no, that's everyone's got to be active. That's uh, posting projects to the front page is a is a <laughs> sexually active or non sexually active. Whatever feels right. 
It is, <laughs> it is a reward for active members who have put time in and provided value to other members of the community. It is not a right. Exactly. It is a reward. Nope. Yeah. It is a, yep. a reward. It is a perk for working hard. Yeah, and you know what? Another thing, too, is I don't care if you were active three months ago and you were posting every single day for three months straight. Like, post for a week, bro. Literally, yeah. like, once every two days so for the, one week. This is what I don't post understand. Feedback. I don't understand so, this concept of, like, I don't want to talk to anyone. It's in your benefit to talk to a bunch of people because they'll remember you. And if you were good, providing good feedback, and then your music's good, they're going to comment on your tape. They're going to comment on your mixtape. They're going to comment on that thread. They're going to listen to you. But if you're just here holding up not showing you know trying to give minimal feedback but you think you're the shit like dude you have a long way to go it, it's it's yeah. you know long struggle to you all right how's that feel do we do we get it out does that feel good uh, all right i vented i'm good <laughs> i vented i'm feeling alive again no it's good, good man i mean it's only through efforts like this that we keep the the sub tight and um valuable to, for people so um i appreciate it yep all right, kids. Well, that about wraps it up. I uh, want to give a huge thank you to Dr. Bobby Banner, MPC, for jumping on this. Woo-hoo. Did you know you were going to be uh, giving up two hours of your night when uh, you jumped on this thing? <laughs> nah, but uh, it's I would have done nothing anyways. <laughs> it was it was I had nothing to do today, so I'm good. Perfect. Yeah. So plug time, Bachman. Yep. What have you had, what have you got going on, bro? Uh. Yeah, you can find my stuff on mostly on SoundCloud. If you go to johansebastian.net, it takes you right to my SoundCloud. But I'm at JS underscore beats, and it's the same on Twitter, too. So um, I was in the last uh, Flip This Challenge, so I just put something up on my SoundCloud, and I think I got one vote, you know, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. No, man, I'm, I'm working. I don't have a lot of new beat output. I'm working hard at this studio doing a lot of mixing and doing a lot of client work right now, but I don't have a lot of new stuff. Um, but there's some, uh, there's some good stuff in the works I can't really talk about publicly yet with, uh, hopefully a placement coming up. Um, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have more to say on that later, either in a, celebratory way or in a ranting way but <laughs> either way we'll hear about it motherfuckers <laughs> we'll see what you got Sanders Rooting for you but um pulling for yeah. you no, but I'll say um you know like I I'm also available to do mixing I mean I can take your stuff to my studio but I'm also up for mixing people in my own home you know on the cheaper so if you want to step up your mix work a little bit and um and, and, you know, see what can be done with your mixes. Don't be afraid to give me a shout and uh, send some stuff my way. Or at least talk about it. You know, I'm ha- always happy to listen to people's stuff and give feedback in a one-on-one way, too. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right. Sanders, what you got, big dog? Oh, you know, I do this podcast with these dudes. <laughs> um, Yo, I heard that shit's fire. <laughs> I mean, uh, nothing too much new going on. Same old, same old beat breakdown type stuff, you know. You want uh, another beat fighter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fifth was, yeah, me and Fifth did a round of beat fighter, which is actually kicking off its full, like, bracket. Like, season one of beat fighters starting in a couple weeks, where it's, like, actual bracket style with eliminations culminating in a head-to-head battle. Um, People are going to be out so for blood. Y'all should be on the lookout for that. Um... 
Not yeah, not too much going on over here though. Just, just chilling. Nice. What, what do you got, Bobby Banner? I'm hoping to act. I'm hoping to get on Bobby Banner's next show. Right. Uh, actually, <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually I'm actually already uh, uh, putting that in your. I'm working that out. I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. But uh, I guess for so I I don't plug a lot of my shit. It'd be a good time. Uh, some of you don't know. I, I put on a lot of shows. Uh, I just had Homeboy Sandman on Ginsu Dean. Um, but uh, next thing coming up is probably my own tape. Um, and then um, when is that? I, I, I'm playing Tuesday uh, at AMX Austin, and then um, I'm playing out at a festival in San Marcos in the 28th, I believe. No, November 23rd. Uh, <laughs> some other stuff, but yeah, um, booking a Sander show is actually kind of my first uh, priority. Nice. Oh, okay. hey, yo, if you need another opener, holler at you. No, no, but no, no, for real, like I'm trying to DFW. get, I'm trying to get a, a new show, and then I'm gonna free, get this dog. guy. <laughs> and your tapes, Bobby, all the shit you put out is like really good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like you, did, you, you just like you just seriously do, and like you really don't. Uh, What's the word? What's the word I'm looking <laughs> well, <I> for? Mean, <laughs> good. Like you're present a lot, but it's you don't like plug your shit a lot. Uh, at, at least from what I see. But no, when they, I try not to, because like I don't, I like I'm not. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to do. Like I'm not trying to sell myself. Like I, I mean, yeah. obviously I am on but, some I mean, level. You, you but could because it's good as hell. And like whenever I see local dudes and it's like a Bobby Banner beat, I'm like, damn. And then I'll go like come across the tape years. I'm like, damn, Bobby. Bobby's well, I'm, killing I'm putting, it. So I'm putting out another. Props I'm to gonna, you. You've been killing it. I'm going to put out another um, another tape, another instrumental tape. I'm actually p- releasing two tapes, one with Muggsy Flows and then another one uh, just instrumental beats. I have about 20, 25 new beats for that. But um, Excellent. yeah, just I'm getting ready. And then uh, on the other hand, getting shows together. I'm trying to put uh, a particular show together to uh, an art gallery show and then another, uh, perfor- like a bigger, like Homeboy Salmon type show, uh, pro- mm-hmm. possibly another Stone Star artist. I'm, I'm trying to work that out. But um mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what's happening coming in the year. But uh, you could follow everything that I do, uh, Doctor Bobby Banner NPC, on all the social media. You'll find me, and I'll post on Facebook what shows I'm doing, or you know, like I got a, I got a record store show coming up uh, at the end of the year too. Um, so there's all sorts of shit going on. I, I try to keep busy. Nice. And uh, as for myself, uh, what as always, T H A five T H element on everything except for soundcloud you have to put official at the end of it Tiff's the best at this he's Yo. got it down he really is. uh th number five th and then the word element it's the glorious king. uh dot com at twitter at instagram facebook la di da and also a new thing i'm starting hopefully it'll be running up by tomorrow I'm going to start a subscription service. Ooh. If you want to cop some beats, you don't Ooh. have to buy them individually. Oh. You just pay your monthly fee. Damn. Your beat that's up. Right there. Son right. of a bitch. Any beat that's up is yours to use for lease purposes. If you want exclusives, that's when we talk some money. But otherwise, um, I'm debating whether it's five or ten bucks a month. But, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be just kind of do what you want. Because I know a lot of times I'll hear a beat. I think it's tight. I rap to it decide i'm not going to put it out but you know i'd rather have the option to be able to put out whatever i make and then not have that or have to pay individually so you know there's that and hopefully it's up and running by tomorrow so holla at me it'll be up on d3 in the building.com no d3 in the building.bandcap.com <laughs> holla at your boy damn all right uh I do want to say quickly, just in a podcasting housekeeping way, that 
I don't know why I haven't done this yet, but I'm about to submit the podcast to iTunes. So we'll oh, yeah. Oh, that would be very nice. So so we're about to, hopefully we'll get some listeners outside of the, the subreddit. So. Yo, we'll get that sponsorship money, though. That oh, audible.com and that <laughs> sense space. <laughs> Shout out to Boof Radley. <laughs> just uh, have to get that in there <laughs> yup shout out to Boo Fradley dog we're gonna work on an album one day I'm waiting <laughs> so let's wrap this up alright guys thanks a lot for hanging out um, Bobby it was a lot of fun I really appreciate you jumping on uh, thank and, you guys um, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and uh, we'll be back in two weeks alright and if you didn't like hey. it so- Damn. just kidding just kidding don't do that. <laughs> if you're not into it don't do it I just got really excited <laughs> All right, peace, everyone. Yeah. Later, later. Hey, peace. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. And tell these whack ass rappers go work out the kicks. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, tell these shitty little DJs work out the kicks. And go back and run and tell these stupid ass promoters go home again work out the kicks. Yeah, I tell them work out the kicks. Work out the kicks. Work out the kicks. Hey, hold up, man. Go back and run into these stupid ass venues and go and work, work out the kicks. Yeah, uh. Hey yo, tell that stupid ass photographer to go and work, work out the kicks. Yeah, uh. Go back home and tell these dumb ass bloggers, man, to work, work out the kicks. Yeah, I tell them work out the kicks. Yeah, work out the kicks. Uh, work, work out, out the, the kicks. Little nugget just came up in a discussion, yeah. but instead of hearing it out, you rather see a nigga Dougie with fuck. Be a main state in your brain waves and try to cover up the pain like a band-aid.
Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Homeboy's fucking live shows are dope because he's playing a bass live with his beats. I, this shit's cool as fuck to watch. Yeah. I fucking hate that shit, dude. I'll be sampling something and then like, uh, oh, Sanders, like you did on your last beat breakdown for the John Cena thing, how uh, homie uh, Jake one or whatever pitched down a different part of the sample differently because it wasn't in the same key and he made it sound. Dude, I hate when that happens because I get too lazy. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm just not going to use that part then. <laughs> it's too much work. That was a great breakdown, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sanders, that shit was super dope. Good job, dog, as always. That shit was cool, man. Like, <laughs> when I saw it, like, I don't watch, I haven't watched WWE or F or whatever it is since, like, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were a thing. But, uh, when I, I, yeah, like, I fucking heard that beat and I was like, this is like a wrestler shit? Damn, like, that's kind of dope. And you broke that shit down just right, too. Yeah, yeah. No, conceptually, it was tight. Conceptual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That he was doing something different. Yeah. I really hope that Sprite bullshit stops because Beat Fighter's about to be the next massive appeal. Um, hey, 
I'm not going to lie, though. I'm super salty that my beat got no love. <laughs> like, from the guys that matters, I got love. Now I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, cool. But from, like, the random people voting, I was just like, man, fuck y'all. I ain't, and fuck y'all. Mm. I'm doing boom bap next time. I'm going to force myself to do boom bap next time. I ain't making that mistake again. I know, that's the worst part, man. I thought my audience was a little more thug than they are. Didn't happen. <laughs>